Hello and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 19 for June 2nd, 2010. This week we have a slightly different cast. Neil is out, so sitting in his place is Jonathan Metz. Hello. And of course, back as always, is Zach Miller. What's up, Zach? Oh, not a lot. Just back from Wisconsin, and boy, is it colder here. (laughs) (laughs) What's summer like in Alaska, exactly? It is a balmy 65. And the sun never goes down. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, this is an interesting story. During the summer solstice every year, uh, the Anchorage Aces, who are baseball team, they uh, start a game at midnight and see how long they can go until the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. The sun I does was... go down in Anchorage every day, but uh, but up in Fairbanks, it'll stay up. That's yeah. got to drive you crazy. I suppose if you get used to it after a while. Yeah, it's hard to sleep. Bad, but... I hate it. It, wow. it does make, you know, it makes it really hard to sleep. Although we have, we have double honeycombed blinds, so that hurts a little. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I used to study abroad, when I will, or I once studied abroad in St. Petersburg, Russia, and they have the same Ooh. thing. They're, they're in, on the Arctic Circle, and I was there during the summer, so we got the two, three weeks where the, the sun basically never goes down. I mean, it, yeah. kind, of, it kind of dips at about 3 a.m., and it, it kind of dips down, and then you can watch it go right back up, and it never hits the horizon. Um, it does wow. get darker. It kind of goes twilight for like an hour, basically. But I st- there was one night when I stayed up all night, and we kind of watched this whole thing go down. And um, it really messes with your biological clock. I mean, you'll sure. be out, like you'll go to a movie, and then you'll go get some drinks, and it'll be like... 1.30, and you're like, oh man, I've got class at 8 a.m. I got to yeah. get home. I got to get to sleep. I don't yeah. feel sleepy, but I got to. And, uh, I mean, I, I remember going to the beach and you got people out there sunbathing at like two 30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> it is a, it's strange. <laughs> like it, and you really wake up a, earlier too. Cause the sun's up all the time. Yep. <laughs> it's I kind of got to feel like if I was actually there witnessing this, I would kind of get the, uh, the, the, the deep rooted feeling that the world was coming to an end. I can't, I can't even <laughs> no. fathom. Like it happens every year. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. So this week on the newscast, we have the usual lineup. We got some news stories. We'll talk about what we've been reviewing. We'll look at the weekly downloads for the past couple of weeks and the weekly releases. Um, kind of a light show this week. There hasn't been a lot of news with E3 around the corner. It does kind of seem like most of the most of the uh, the news outlets are kind of on lockdown. Not a lot to talk about until everything comes out at once in, in two weeks. Um, we haven't quite decided what the uh, what the, the the NWR podcast uh, lineup is going to be like the the week of E3. Originally, we were planning on doing a, a newscast the week of E3, like we would normally have it scheduled. But it does kind of seem silly when there's going to be episodes of of RFN pretty much daily while the while the crew is at E3. So mm-hmm. we're going to see if maybe Don't we can hold figure me to out that. some sort of a yeah, well, drunk cast, Johnny. Probably to that. Historically, during events, there's been there's been podcasts, at least once or twice. Yeah, we uh, once oh, yeah. a couple of years ago we we recorded one from um, the first power outlet we could find on the USC campus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool free if we Wi-Fi. could. <laughs> you know? I think it'd be kind of cool if we could do some sort of a, some sort of an on location podcast with uh with Zach and uh Zach and I at the on the home team so to speak and. Uh, the uh, the E3 crew out in the field, but that may be a little more than we can ask for with as busy as those guys will be. But we'll see yeah. what happens. Anyway, um, it'll just be an hour of you and me 
groaning about how we're not there, Andy. <laughs> You're probably right. Man, I wish I was there. Neil got to play Metroid, that bastard. Neil put an hour into Shantae. Screw you, Zach. <laughs> it could just it could be like a, be it could be like an hour long now playing, you know. There yeah, you basically. <laughs> no kidding. All right, so let's uh let's start with the uh the top stories this week. So the first story up this week, the DSI and the DSI LL in Japan are dropping in price beginning June 19th. The the DSI dropping from 18,900 18, yen, which is about 207 bucks, to 15,000 yen, which is about 164 bucks. And, and the LL, or the, the XL, the, the big one, is dropping from 20,000 yen, which is about $219, to 18,000 yen, which is about $197. Still a bit too much, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, they're, they're actually doing something interesting with, with, with the DS Lite, which is currently retailing for the the uh, American equivalent of $184 or 16800 yen. Um, they're going to allow retailers to just basically price it as they choose, mm-hmm. which is apparently something they did with the GameCube um, sort of in late 05 before the, uh, before the Wii barrage hit. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of prices that's going to generate. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna go to it's gonna be a race to the bottom. It really, really is. Because with, with, with I two more imagine. skews above it, it just seems silly to. Right, yeah. and the wholesale price of a DS in Japan has got to be what, you know, ten thousand yen, something like that. Yeah, is yeah. that ten thousand yen? Is that right? About a hundred bucks. Right. So, yeah. um, well, you know, if not less. So I'm sure there's plenty of room for retailers to slash their prices on that and still make a profit because, you know, they want to sell volume because DSLs have been going down for a while. And um, well, and they want to sell software, too, and they'll, they'll sell software with every DS Lite out the door, just right, like they'll right. sell software with the, with, with the XL and, and, and the DSi. They're actually dropping in some new colors on, on the, uh, the XL as well. They're doing a, a blue, a yellow, and a green. Looks kind of like a primary color deal. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think this is still this is still too much, but I guess I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to uh, continue to fall once the 3DS enters the picture. Well, it seems exactly. to me it's got to keep going down. I mean, Andy, you say it's still too much, but you have to realize those prices are hiked up in Japan compared to what we pay in America because of yeah, that, conversion that's, that's rates. Correct. So this, I mean, this is true. This is equivalent to, and I, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, although it, it seems something like this will likely happen, but it's equivalent to Nintendo of America dropping the DSi XL price, say, from $190 down to about 170 or 160 hmm. It's a pretty big sure, drop. Yeah. And Well, I'm, I guess I'm still kind of of the belief that the DSi itself, let alone the DSi XL, is, is priced too high. And I, I know mm-hmm, the sales mm-hmm. don't really bear out my theory. But oh, I considering agree. what the considering what what the, what what the DSi is, which is basically the DS Lite minus a cartridge slot, but plus a little bit of internal storage oh, and camera. a newer firmware, yeah. And, yeah, and the camera, I guess, which yeah, may or may not have that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like the DSi in general is really overpriced. I'm sure it sells just fine. They're not coming to me for uh, for financial advice. Clearly, I think the DSi was to keep kids from getting an iPhone. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably true. That's why it has I in the name. That's a fair point. Oh yeah, and the, and the 3DS has three in the name, just like the iPhone 3G. <laughs> do you think? Do you think these Japanese price drops uh, suggest that the 3DS is coming sooner than we think in Japan? Seems likely. I mean, that's yeah, it does kind of seem like that. 
I do think the weird thing here is that Nintendo in Japan would announce a price drop more than two weeks before they're going to actually do it. So, I mean, their yeah. weekly sales for DS are already weak. They're going to be abysmal for the next two weeks because everybody's just going to sit around and wait for a price wait, drop. Yeah. That's why that's why you have to roll out price drops immediately. You know? Yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, maybe that maybe their their stock is low for two weeks and they know that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up on the top stories, we have our first 3DS game confirmed. It's from publisher or developer No, which no. is spelled with like seven N's or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's called Spirit Hunter, and it's very similar to a game that's already been released on DSiWare called uh, System Flaw. Oh, uh, basically, game. the idea is that you you pivot your your DSi around, and the camera takes um, takes pictures of what you, what you can see, and occasionally inputs something in the picture. Like I guess Spirit Hunter, the idea is you're looking for you're looking for ghosts, and uh, it'll overlay it over what the camera is already captured. Although I'm not really sure exactly how this differs from System Flaw, because it seems pretty similar to me. Isn't there also one called Ghostwire that's the same thing yet again? Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Maybe, I, maybe right. I'm mixing up System Flaw and, and Ghostwire. I know that they're all pretty similar. Well, I think they all use the, the camera. Yeah. They use the camera and they overlay they overlay gameplay on top of your living room, so to speak. So, um, so now we know the 3DS is going to have the two cameras if it works the same way. So exactly. Sounds like it's, well, like it's going to be a DS the... with three, 3D toggle switch. They pretty much said in the uh, in the in the new story that I read. I don't think we've actually put this on the site yet. We really should do that pretty quick here. Um, I I don't think I, I think I read it in the story that it, they're going to have a DSI version of it as well. So <laughs> right, it's, it's they're still supporting be, DSI because that's where yeah. they originally announced it, I guess. Which this this kind of this kind of goes to the you know lend to the credence the, lend credence to the theory that you'll be able to download DSIware. I mean they've already said you can download DSIware on the 3DS, correct? Well, no, they no. They haven't said nope. as much. What they've said is that 3DS will be fully compatible, whatever fully right. means, will be fully with compatible with Nintendo DS and DSi. So okay. it'll play the cartridges. I think we can take that for granted as for whether it will play the download games and whether you'll be able to download DSi games onto your 3DS. That's not confirmed, although I think they would be insane not to do that. But well, I agree. In a year and a half after the the 3DS launches, they'll come out with the 3DSi that will remove the backwards compatibility with the uh, DS games. Well, they 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 may very well do that eventually, <laughs> but I mean, you know, Game Boy Micro remove backwards That's compatibility right. with Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, so yep. it's it's a pattern. It happens. I'm yeah, I'm just kind of curious if if they bring out another handheld that supports DSiWare, which seems you know like like you said, seems pretty much a given. Um, they're going to run into the, the the first instance they've really had of people upgrading to a new system and not being able to transfer their games over. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious if they'll respond to that at all oh, yeah. or if they'll just let it slide. I I kind of think they're going to let it slide and I really hope they don't. No, they've maybe got she... to they've got to deal with that, yeah. you know. You know, maybe Shantae will be a 3DSiWare game. <laughs> <laughs> It's on track for that that, that release. Yeah, it is. It like. Every week they every week they delay it. It gets a little closer to looking a little more three dimensional, huh? It'll be so awesome when it doesn't get here. <laughs> It'll be the top story of that week that it gets canceled. I Zach, you. have you actually played the original Shantae? 
I have it uh, by illegitimate means, but yes, and it's a great okay. game. Okay. I've never played it. I've always wanted to. I've it's never seen like, a copy of it. It's kind of like Metroid. It's kind of like Metroid. A very open world, you know, with heart tanks and or heart Don't containers. Don't talk dirty and... to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know you want it. I actually didn't, hadn't even heard of it until they announced the sequel, so I need to track it down one of these days. It was like the um, last game that released on the Game Boy Color and had an unbelievably low production run. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's all we got for top stories. There's really not that much going on here. We do have we do have a number of, of quick hits, and I'll kind of kind of run down them real quick. Um, Nintendo and the American Heart Association have launched a new website called ActivePlayNow.com, and they sort of they sort of teamed up to um, to just sort of have the American Heart Association endorse a co- like Wii Fit and I think Wii Sports Resort maybe too, mm-hmm. maybe Wii Fit Plus. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken in thinking it's Wii, Wii Sports. Uh, but this is just sort of, it seems like an, a natural extension of, of Nintendo sort of moving into the, the XR gamer, so to speak, space. Yeah, when this we got when we got wind of the fact that there would be some kind of announcement with the American Heart Association, everybody said, oh, it's the Vitality Sensor. Right. And I was, right. I was looking forward to that because I was like, good, let's get that shit out of the way before E3 <laughs> so they can focus yeah. on real games at E3. And unfortunately, um, they're saving it for E3 after all. So it sounds like a, it's like a branding thing. It's just another way for them to. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a tick on a box. Now they can put the the AHA logo on the back of the next week. That's week exactly thing. what it is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. nothing. Nothing to see here, folks. At E3, they'll show off like we we fit two, which will use the motion plus vitality sensor and balance board. <laughs> yep. And it's AHA approved. It just it just really confirms more than anything else the the clear direction that that, that they want to move in going forward uh, with some of their core demographic, not their core demographic, but their their new demographic, I should say. Yeah. They want to be known as as the gaming company that makes games that are good for you. Yeah. Uh, Why not take a break and eat a bowl of Cheerios? <laughs> Why not fix a sandwich? <laughs> uh, Next up, Rock Band 3. This is not really a story that's Nintendo-specific necessarily because it hasn't been announced officially one way or the other. But uh, on Xbox Live, uh, the, the Green Day Rock Band demo launched. And one of the one of the interesting things about that, one of the the few interesting things about that, if you ask me, uh, is that <laughs> at the end of the demo, they, they, they showed a Rock Band 3 logo and the logo is the same as the Rock Band 2 logo with the little circles for the instruments except for it's got one more little circle and that circle shows a keyboard. Yeah. Um I'm not sure if it's going to be a keytar or a keyboard. Have they said one way or the other? I don't know. No, don't think they, they well they no. commented at all. They haven't said anything about it, but the rumor out of I think Ars Technica, the rumor is that it could actually be a keytar, not a yeah. sit-down keyboard. Yeah, and that would make more sense. I, I mean yeah, like my first reaction was what? Because a guitar is such a, it's such a cheeky instrument. It was just yeah. straight out of the '80s, you know. It's so corny well, looking. It doesn't apply to the vast majority of the rock band library as well. Well, no, not the current library, but exactly, it's, it's yeah. not about adding an instrument so you can play your old songs in a different way. Sure. It's about giving them justification to release new songs. And I think, you know, there are tons and tons and tons of of rock songs that are it would be a lot of fun to play that involve keyboard. And I'm generally really happy about this. I've been wanting this for a while because it pushes, I think, I hope it will push the music library in a direction that's a little more in tune with what, with the kind of music I like, which is like away from heavy metal yes. uh, yeah. and, and more into, you know, prog rock, um, modern rock, 
classic rock, etc. So anything with a keyboard. And it'll be really interesting. I, I, I have a feeling that now, this is one of my bold E3 predictions here. Um, I have a feeling that the key, whatever the controller is, whether it's a keyboard or a keytar, which are really the same thing, it's just a different form yeah. factor. Yeah. I mean, the keytar makes sense in that it feels a little more active that you're because you're standing up. It has a strap on it, and you kind of use you're using both hands, but you're not using both hands to hit piano keys. You're using one hand to kind of operate a slider tapping mechanism to make the note sound and the other one is using um and probably about one octave of piano keys so it's a little easier sure. to manage than putting like a, a, a wide row of piano sure. keys in front of you and making you use both hands so that makes sense um but my prediction is that whatever controller they release will be basically a fully functional real instrument that you can plug into an amp because oh. Well, I mean, if you think about keyboards, they're pretty much game controllers already. I mean, they they're are, just yeah. el they're electronic. They're very simple. They're solid state. They're lightweight. So it's really a matter of making one cheaply enough to pack in with a game, which I'd think is no problem. And so if they can do that, then there's really not any reason for it to be unique to the gaming platform that you've got it on. It should just be something that you can, you know, it should just have an extra port where you can just plug an amp into it. Well, sure, I think they did something like that with, They did something like that with the super special edition DJ Hero, didn't they? Where if you could, uh, you could buy some super expensive DJ turntable that worked on its own, as I've well never as heard that being used in DJ Hero. Maybe I'm wrong. DJ Hero is pretty far removed from an actual DJ setup, but I, I mean the one, the precedent for this is their Ion drum kit that they did for Rock Band 2, the $300 drums. Oh, you maybe can, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, you can buy a drum brain for that and turn it into an electronic drum kit. But first off, not that many people are good enough at drums to want to do that, and the drum brain itself costs a few hundred dollars extra. So wow. it's not, I'm sure not that many people took advantage of that. And you have to buy a $300 drum kit to start with to even have that option. But yeah. I mean, Harmonix has talked about wanting to get more people playing real music and being able to bridge the gap between playing rock band and playing real instruments, the keyboard is the ultimate way to do that because it's basically a game controller already. There's really just, there's no difference between a keyboard and a game controller keyboard. One of the interesting things to me is that the rock band uh, platform, so to speak, has always sort of been about being a platform, more so than Guitar Hero, because most of the rock band games allow you to, to bring the content together to be playable on yeah. one disc. I think so my, I guess all my, of them my th do, my except question the Beatles. Is, yeah, except the Beatles, I think. Uh, does, does Green Day? I th yeah, I, I think so. I okay, think all cool. of them do. Very good. Yeah. Um, so my question is, if they, if they if they bring a keyboard into the mix, is there going to be any effort whatsoever to make that that new instrument usable on your back your backlog? Mm. There, there are a lot of games already existing on the Rock Band library that a keyboard would be fantastic on. Yeah, but the, all you have them, to recode those. I mean, you have to re-sequence them. So I don't think they're going to do that for free. Um, there, If it's a keytar especially, there might be a way to use the keytar in, instead of a guitar. But sure. it, I That's think it would just point. be... I think it would just be remapping the buttons. But yeah. in terms of adding keyboard parts to songs that are already on the platform, don't hold your breath for that. No. 
Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next the next story. Quick Sonic hit. the Colors. next quick hit. <laughs> yeah, the next quick yep. hit. <laughs> Sonic Colors has been announced for Wii and DS. This is a new uh, Sonic game. Um, for Wii and DS, taking place in outer space, an, an outer space theme park, if I'm not mistaken. Um, wow, I just could not really care less about a new Sonic game at this point, but I'm well, sure Sonic it's got 4. an audience. Sonic 4 is going to be good. Yeah, and that's actually been delayed until fall, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sonic Sonic um, uh, Colors is, uh, I believe I heard that it was sort of in the same vein as uh, Sonic and the... Sonic and the Black Knight and oh, Sonic yeah. and the Secret Rings or whatever those games were. And if that's the case, it'd so actually well. be... I'm, I'm not sure if that's exactly true or not, but if it, if it is, it'd, they'd be the first ones uh, of that sort of lineup to be released on, on DS because the DS Sonic games have pretty much stuck to the side-scrolling. And I don't think mm-hmm. the, those previously mentioned games were necessarily side-scrolling games, although no. I've only played Sonic and the Secret Rings for the duration of the tutorial, so... Um, I'm not the authority on that, but <laughs> well, the last uh, Sonic for DS was Sonic Rush Adventure, and mm-hmm. and both of the Sonic Rush games were developed by Dimps, and they also made mm-hmm. all the Sonic Advance games. Um, and those are so, pretty good. Those are pretty good games. Yeah, and 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 Dimps is making the DS version of Sonic Colors. So, and apparently Sonic Team is doing the Wii version. So, oh no, I think it's pretty safe to expect that the DS version is the one to get here. Sonic and Fantastic. his bullshit friends go to some And it'll space be the cheaper one to get as well. Coaster. So yeah, if you've been if you've been itching for more Sonic the Hedgehog, then you may have a disease. You should see a doctor. <laughs> uh, but you're also but, but the next installment is around the corner, so hold, so feel free to hold your breath. Um, next up, we have a new Final Fantasy game coming out for DS. This is actually an original title, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy: The Four Heroes of Light, which was released last October in Japan. Um, sort of a classic RPG, if I'm not mistaken. Excite. Yeah, it's a it's a new Final Fantasy, done in the style of the original Final Fantasy, except on DS with 3D graphics. Oh, that'd be nice. It uses the same engine, I believe, as the uh, Final Fantasy four and five uh, mm-hmm. remakes. Or yeah. Three and four remakes. Yeah. So so yeah, that that should be pretty cool. I, I guess it sold incredibly well in Japan. Go figure. So um, of course they're gonna bring it bring it to the states. So I'm. I actually haven't played um, much of the DS Final Fantasy games. I've played a little bit of, of 4, but uh, a new one could be could be kind of exciting. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The art style is really nice, too. The art style is different from 3 and 4. I have, a, I have a Final Fantasy question. Shoot. Um, each Final Fantasy, numbered Final Fantasy, is kind of its own uh, self... Uh, enclosed universe, right? Correct. Okay, and Seven has all those bullshit metagames. And I think a lot of them from Seven forward have bullshit metagames. And but Four continue. has the after years, right? Yeah. Or is that, okay. Yes. So, does this Four Heroes of Light, does it have any ties to any previous Final Fantasy game? I don't In think the same so. way? No? I think it's... It sounds like, just based on the subtitle itself, it sounds like maybe a reimagining of the first one. Yeah, but I, oh, it, oh. it's at at best a very very loose reimagining. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it's not. I know it was not. It was not packaged as a remake, at all. Um, and it's not a Crystal Chronicles kind of thing either. No, no, no. Cool. Then I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's sort of the closest thing we've had to an original mainline Final Fantasy game on 
a N- Nintendo platform since six. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since, since a long time ago. It's not necessarily a mainline game because the mainline games are, you know, 14, 15, whatever. But but it's pretty close. It's mm-hmm. it's awfully close. Mm-hmm. You know, I really I really like these the games recently that have been going back to the old school, like Mega Man Nine, Ten. Final Fantasy, the after years, even though I didn't play that. It's a that. trend, I'm telling I like you. It's, the, it's, yeah, I know, you and I have talked about this, but, but I, you know, it would be kind of nice if the Four Heroes wasn't 3D, but it was 2D and in the same kind of graphical vein as the old, you know, Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games. I kind of feel like maybe the idea of a NES-style Final Fantasy game in anything more than, like, general style would would not hold up nearly as well as, as you're thinking. Like the, the Mega Man gameplay still holds up really really well. Uh, I don't know that the Final Fantasy NES gameplay necessarily holds up Gaudia really Quest. All that well. Why do you? Yeah, quest? exactly. That that's where I stopped playing retro games. That's a that's <laughs> a lot more. Really? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, um, it is. That, that's that's where I that, that's where I hit the wall. I love Guardia Quest, but it's, it's fun. It's a lot more like Dragon Quest than Final Fantasy. Yeah, it oh, really okay. is. It really, really is. Yeah. Final Fantasy plays a lot nicer than Dragon Quest does. The it's, original ones. Well, it's more elegant. I would sure. Say. It's a little it more. It doesn't comp- give you a sub menu for every little thing. Yeah, it's more yeah. elegant. It's a little more complex in in terms of the statistics going on. It's um, a lot more user friendly <clears> though. You're not you, you hit you hit like there's an A button and that pretty much it's it's context sensitive, <laughs> from what I remember. Instead of giving you like a stare menu, or a, like a stare option in in, in in the menu, like you don't have to look at every little thing to to, to oh, in, in in the menu. It's right. it seemed it seemed a little easier to pick up and play, but it's also been a long time since I've tried. So it's true, but I mean, Final Fantasy was also made two or three years after the original Dragon Quest. This is true. This is so true. it's a more modern game. <laughs> I'd like to go back and play some of those old RPGs. Well, We're on the virtual console. Final Fantasy is Dragon Quest is not oddly enough. Ah, that is kind of weird. Um, it, w- it would be called Dragon of... Warrior, but still, they, right? They I have my old Dragon Warrior one and two Game Boy Color cards sitting around somewhere. I should dig that up. That is a gem, sir. It is. Um, I, really I got my it. I got my uh, my copy of Dragon Warrior free with my subscription to Nintendo Power That's <laughs> back right. in like back 1987. In that was nice. that was quite the promotion. Uh, I'm so surprised looking back that they ever did that but mm-hmm. they must have had a large stock of that game to get to get rid of can you imagine uh, if they gave away an rpg with club nintendo yeah Whoa. no kidding anyway let's go ahead and move on to another rpg fire emblem has been announced this is a remake of the super nes version i think the first super nes version which um was something of a sequel to the well it was a sequel to the nes game that came before it so this is sort of a sequel to the last ds uh fire emblem which came previously it's which was a remake of the NES version. I'm confused. Not, now I'm just confused. If that's not too convoluted, I don't know what it is. They 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 remade the NES version of Fire Emblem, I think last year on DS. Now they're making it's now they're remaking its sequel which was originally a Super NES game. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's 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 hitting uh the DS. I'm not sure when exactly. I probably should know this, but um it's hitting DS later probably uh, probably next year. Or maybe later this year in Japan, maybe next year in the States. But I've never played uh, a Fire I, Emblem game. I tried to play the original on Game Boy, and I liked it, but I'm not I'm not suited for its gameplay. I don't like permanent death in a game because it just makes me replay the same mission over and over again until I get it perfect. It's a game for perfectionists. Let's put it that way. Hmm. And I am not. 
I've never really delved into them. I mean, it's a game I would probably like, but I've just never gotten around to it. They're they're very well made for what they are. Like they're really really well made strategy games, but the permanent death is a real turnoff for me. Just because I mean, if if you do one little thing wrong, and those missions get really hard after a while too. But if you do one little thing wrong, you're really tempted to just you know trash it and 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 restart your save file oh. because you don't want to you don't want to lose a character that could be instrumental later on. Every every little every little mistake could be very very costly. I remember TYP saying something about that on. Uh... Radio trivia podcast. Yeah, they're 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 great games, but I I I have never had the patience to get through all, all the way through any of them. Yeah. Uh, last up on the quick hits, we have EA EA Sports announcing a new NHL game for the Wii, uh, NHL Slapshot, which is actually coming with a plastic peripheral. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, shocking. Um, the peripheral actually houses both the remote and the nunchuck, which is supposed to do a little more for for sensing the movement of the um, of the stick. I'm not sure if it gives you access to move the analog stick on the nunchuck. It seems yeah. like it almost kind of have to, right? Because yeah. otherwise, How are you moving? you're not moving your character. Uh, otherwise, it becomes the Wii uh, Wii Sports tennis of hockey games. Um, <laughs> It'll be a guided is... first person hockey game <laughs> <laughs> experience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, but uh, I think pre- prior to this, this is the first this is the first hockey game that EA's made on on the Wii. Uh, previously, it's been uh, pretty much open season for NHL 2K, 2K you know 10 yeah. or whatever. And the uh, last fact, 2K think... game used supported motion plus, and I heard the controls were really right. good on it. I don't play hockey games or hockey. But... The next the next 2K game is actually exclusive to Wii because I believe they're going to take the year off on the HD systems right. and sort we're of uh, reevaluate. Before. Yeah, they're going to reevaluate their sort of their business model on the 360 and the PS3, but meanwhile, the Wii version's uh actually doing pretty well for itself. So It's going to be a throw. So I guess it'll have a little more competition. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be a realistic hockey game though, this new uh slap shot. Like they didn't really show a whole lot of art from what I could tell. Like one of the screenshots they did show made the hockey players look kind of like kids, but not in like a super deformed kind of way, just sort of like in a this is a mode you can enable hmm. where the hockey players are kids, so I'm not really sure exactly what they're going for with this one. <laughs> Backyard hockey. There you go. Yeah. F- finally, a a wacky sports game on Wii. The market's been ripe. Uh, <laughs> that's all we got for, for news up on the episode of NWR Newscast. Let's uh, move on to our next segment, which is what you're reviewing. And since Johnny ain't reviewing nothing, it's just going to be Zach and I. And and I barely count because what I got to say ain't much. So let's go ahead and kick it off with Zach, who has been reviewing Dementium 2. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I actually just turned in my review. Um, I played it the whole time I was in Wisconsin. and I'm almost er- done editing your review. That's right. You're editing it. That's right. Um, don't take my pro tips out because the readers will need those. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it's a really a very good game. It's it's a vast improvement on the original game. Uh but it still has its own little issues, like uh, boss fights last way too frickin' long, even though you're pumping them full of bullets. Um, especially the last boss, like, you can sh- shoot shoot him with all the ammo you've collected up until that point, and he'll be about half damage, or half dead. So then you're, then you're, you, you're forced to use your weak-ass boomerang on him. Um... Boomerang. <laughs> you have a boomerang, yeah. Um, 
And then the first boss, jeez, uh, I, I hate this. The first boss is this huge menacing monster, and you have a knife, and you stab him for 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to run wow. around and chase him because he's scared of your knife. So, so you run around, you stab him for 20 minutes, and, you know, you'd, you'd think while you're in this fight, God, I must have missed the gum. Uh, no, but your reward for beating him is a gum, a uh, little handgun. <laughs> so there's some issues with that. And, uh, but, but it's otherwise a very good game. It, it, it looks great. I think it, I, I said in my review, I think it looks like, like a low-resolution Nintendo 64 shooter. Uh, the sounds are really good. The music's not great at all, but the sound's really good. Um, it's it, kind of a survival horror deal, right? It is survival horror, and uh, and I was playing it more like an action game when I should have been playing it like a survival horror game. <laughs> um, I should not have been shooting anything. Uh, but if, if you liked Moon, uh, which is these guys' last first-person shooter, I mean, you'll love Dementium 2. It's, it's very good. Very good game. I, I, I recommend it. If you play it the right way, and if you want to know how to how to play it the right way, you can read about it in the review that will be posted to the site. Don't shoot things unless you have to. Let's put it that way. If you have to read a review of the game before you play it to know how to play it, I kind of feel know. like it might, might be a might be a failing on the uh, part of the game developer. <laughs> it is a little bit. You know, there are kill rooms, and they want you to conserve ammo. Yeah, it seems a little seems a little counterproductive. I I uh, haven't played really any first-person shooters on the DS except for like the Metroid demo that came with the DS. That is that is not a good way to good way to no, get introduced yeah. to it. Not even I don't even think Metroid Prime Hunters is a great way to be introduced to first-person shooter genre on the it, DS. It had awesome online features. Okay, yes it did. It did, but the single player is kind of bullshit. Yeah. How how long is uh, Dementium? How how long of a game is it? Uh, the first time I trudged through it, it was seven hours, and then the second time was maybe Not five because I knew what I was doing. Yeah, you're kind of curious, like with uh, the 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 3D textures, exactly how much content they can really put on a on on one of those DS cards. But I do I seven hours that, is yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah. Is there any is there any multi multiplayer at all? No, there's a survival mo mode where you, you know, survive waves of survive, enemies. Survive, sure. But but huh. that's really not my kind of game. I, I really hate survival modes in games. I just think they're wimpy co or cheap cop-outs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a single-player game, then you're done with it. And, and it's, it's you know, it's the kind of game that you keep around because you'll be like, look at what the DS can do to your friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so past that point, though. I know. Does it, does, it, does, it, does it cramp your hand while you play? Because that was always oh, kind of my yeah. beef with, uh, yeah. Any first-person shooter on the DS will. Especially, yeah. how... especially the last boss, because you've run out of ammo, so you're kind of doing tight circles around the boss, trying to throw your boomerang into his mouth. <laughs> I wonder how it would play on the DSi XL, though. I wonder if that would actually oh. help that. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Might be, uh, might be a le legit reason to to upgrade to the uh, extra right. large. Dementium guy. Two is the killer app for the DSi XL. <laughs> They should just bundle it with the damn thing. There you go. Um, that's pretty cool. Like I, I, I have seen the first one around, but I've never really played either of them. But yeah, I may have to yeah. check this don't, one out. Don't don't buy the first one, but if you ever see the second one cheap, you know, pick it up because it's good. Right on. Is the story compelling at all? Yeah. Because I'm kind of a first-person shooter gamer for the story mainly. 
Like, that's kind of why I play first-person shooters, which I realize is not the what? right reason to play <laughs> them. But, like, my, my favorite first-person shooters aren't, like, Call of Duty or or, uh, or Halo. It's more like Half-Life and Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, so. me too. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the, there is a story. You're, you're a dude in a mental hospital, and you keep warping between what appears to be the real world and kind of uh, pinhead world. Ooh, um, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the monsters <laughs> look like something out of uh, out of those movies, which is awesome, by the way. Uh, but at the you know as you keep uh, trudging through the game and picking up notes, which is the only way that first-person shooters know how to move stories along, uh, <laughs> picking up notes and, and reading postcards, uh, you you begin to wonder if if maybe you're crazy and maybe you're killing people. Wow. And you Sounds see them cool, as actually. monsters, you know. Right, right. Huh. And the ending is very... You, you, the ending's ambiguous, but kind of makes you ponder. You officially have me interested in this game. I'm going to have to look into it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, very cool. Don't very play cool. it for long periods of time, or else you won't be able to hold a pencil or a fork. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way about Picross 3D. Oh, I still yeah, need no to kidding. get that. It's good. It's really good. Um... So I've been playing Easy Piano for the DS. This is something that kind of arrived to the site about I don't know, like a month and a half ago, and we kind of like joked about it in email, and then I kind of volunteered that to to, to do something with it, and and then we kind of forgot about it for like three more weeks, and then one it's... day I saw it show up in the mail, and kind of just stared at it perplexed for about 20 minutes because it it so comes it's your with, a, with like face, a Sandy, it's your zipper face. Yeah. It, well, it comes with a keyboard. Like it comes with a like like a not a full length keyboard, of course, but like a an octave keyboard. And it's actually you know it's actually a pretty well made little keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it sticks into the the, the Game Boy slot slocket, the Game Boy slocket. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, sticks into the Game Boy slocket, uh, and so it's only compatible with the DS and the and the, and the DS Lite. And it's got the the little separator thing, so it'll fit nicer into one or the other. Um, but the the software itself is basically three things. Uh, the first thing is a really terrible version of Guitar Hero um, that seems to have no real care for exactly how close to the rhythm of the song that you are um, playing. <laughs> Free on. music. As long as you hit the right key within like a half a second of when it's supposed to be hit, you're doing all right. So yeah, I was able to to beat the the virtuoso mode on on this Guitar Hero light game without ever having even tried it. And that's like the second of the two difficulties. So I played all the way through the first category of songs without having any difficulty whatsoever because of how poorly the game is put together. Uh, the second part of the game is a, is a composition tool, and that basically just sort of records your, your keyboard as you play. And you can use the stylus to, to drag and drop the notes uh, as, as you so please, which is pretty handy. And if you had the, if you had the DSi and you really wanted to play this, you could you could actually still play it with the, the drag and drop on the stylus with the DSi, hmm. uh, which is kind of nice. And it, it, does, it does a pretty good job of, of, of picking up the rhythm as you play and putting it into an actual like staff with, with notes and whatnot. Um, that's a weird so that's, tool. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty neat. And let, let's just say up to, up to three three-minute songs. It kind of reminds me of the Mario Paint uh, composer, kind of, but like hmm. with the ability to record in real time. Which but is, without Yoshi sounds. And without Yoshi sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so that 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 works pretty well. That's probably the most competent of the, of the three components of the game. The third component of the game is a a lesson mode that's supposed to teach you how to read music and play on the keyboard, but that's pretty poorly implemented. Um, it's basically like a series of like real quick screenshots of um, not screenshots, but real quick like tutorial screens. You just kind of page through two or three screens for each lesson, and then they give you an activity which may or may not have anything to do with actually learning how to read uh, music. For instance, the the first lesson is basically that there is a staff and that notes sit on the staff, um, which is, you know, pretty basic. But, like, the activity to go along with that is to... Uh, at, notes will come across from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen on the staff, but occasionally small pieces of the, of the lines in the staff will vanish, and you have to draw them back in with the stylus before the notes fall through. What? Like, that's Ooh. their activity for learning music in the first lesson of this game. I don't think that's going to um, teach you anything about music. No, and it's, and it's awful because the implementation <laughs> is just very poor. Like, it literally feels like it was coded in an afternoon. Mm. Um, some of them are better than others. Uh, one of the interesting ones is when they teach you all about chords, they basically just show you about seven or eight chords, and then apparently you're supposed to memorize them from the, from the screen because the activity is basically complete the missing note in the chord given, mm. uh, which is actually pretty tricky to do without like taking a music theory course, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, uh, cool. do they teach you how these chords are formed and why they're named what they are? I mean, there are Absolutely a lot of clues. Absolutely not. Okay. They teach you that... So they give you a challenging you... exercise, but don't actually teach you what you need to know to complete it. Yeah, basically, they, they tell you <sighs> that sometimes you can play notes together and they'll sound good. Uh, <laughs> that's the extent of their of their description of, of chords. Terrible. And then, they, and then they say, like, complete this chord, and they'll show you the... The, the the first two notes and they ask you to put in the third one they may actually have the um the uh the, the third note kind of shadowed so you can see behind it and then ask you to play it on the keyboard i don't remember how in depth it is but um either way like it kind of goes from insultingly basic to fairly complex with not enough information and about two lessons flat um. so i wouldn't consider this an actual tool for teaching anybody how how to read and play music but um, I don't know. The the composition piece is pretty fun. Uh, the the hardware itself is actually pretty well made. Um, I don't really feel like this game warrants a traditional game review. So my plan is to uh, basically do a video review of this to kind of just go over what it, what all it can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually shot some video ar- already. Um, so I'm gonna try to edit it together in the next few days, and put it up on the site so everyone can see exactly what they're missing out on by not playing piano on their DS. Well, um, <laughs> I thought your uh, video for America's Test Kitchen was really good. And yeah, that was cool. So I will watch this even if the game sounds crap. <laughs> I'm hoping the uh, the sound from the game comes through in the video because it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to to demonstrate this game if you can't hear it. But we'll see. Sure. But that's really all I've got to say on on easy piano for for DS. So. Uh, Let's move out of what you're reviewing and head on to the next segment, which is the downloads for the past couple of weeks. So uh, we'll start with Virtual Console because it's very, very quick to do. Yeah. Wild Guns for Super NES came out for 800 points. Um, I don't know anything about this game. It's got a Western theme. It's about all I know. I watched a video of it, and I think I might have actually played this a long time ago. but It's, it's from Natsumi. Yeah, it's... 
<laughs> it's really funny looking. So it looks kind of like a Super Nintendo version of Sin and Punishment, except that you can only move side to side. Your character is not actually running forward because obviously there's not oh. enough. There's not enough 3D capability. So it ends up being more like a shooting gallery, but you've got a character on the screen who's kind of dodging left and right. So I think mm, you okay. use the D-pad to move the cursor around and shoot, and then you probably use the shoulder buttons to dodge left and right. And you control um, a cursor on the screen, I assume? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, but this, you do this, have this, a character also, so that's why there's actually it a looks WiiWare like game. There's actually a WiiWare game that's just like this called Shootanto uh, yes. Evolutionary Mayhem. Yes, it looks just like that. Okay. Yep. That game wasn't that much fun. Yep. It looks <laughs> just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you have fond memories of Wild Guns, feel free to drop eight bucks and download it. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and move on quickly to uh, WiiWare. Uh, we actually have a couple of really interesting games up for WiiWare this week. Uh, Art Style Light Tracks is probably the, the, the big hitter. This is This is a... This is a remake of one of the Bit Generations games, uh, Dot Stream, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the trailer for this, and I haven't played it yet, but I couldn't really figure out much about it from the trailer. It looks really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's super simple. Um, I played Dot Stream, and it's uh, I didn't care for Dot Stream. It's, I mean, it looks like something out of Tron. It's really yeah. cool looking. It's very clean and, and just stark colors, black background. And then in the WiiWare version, they've added a lot more perspective shifting. So I think the gameplay is essentially the same, but the the camera moves around and gives it a lot more of a dramatic, cinematic feel. Sure. But the gameplay is that you're basically just a line of colored light, and you're racing against other lines of different colors. And your speed is... I mean, there's not really a gas pedal, I don't think. Uh, you're always moving, and you can kind of shift into different lanes, and your speed will go up if you draft on an opponent. So if you're in the lane right next to an opponent, you'll gain speed, but if you get in the same lane as an opponent, you'll lose speed. So they'll, you know, the guy in front of you will kind of shift around and try to get in front of you to slow you down and keep you from siphoning speed off of him. Oh, nice. And then there's also things, if you run into the wall, you'll lose speed. There's a boost mechanic that's similar to F-Zero, I think, and then it kind of recharges over time, so there's a matter of when is the best time to use your boost. So there's definitely some strategy to it. Um, I didn't really care for just the feel of it when I played it, and so I, I'm probably not going to pick up Light Tracks. Um, I'll, I'll also say that the, the, the video of it that I just watched uh, to, to prepare for the show, because I don't have a Wii right now, um, but the video that I watched, the music I thought was terrible. It's like five notes looping. For the entire race. Yeah, I kind of so, thought the same. Yeah. I watched it's, the trailer on YouTube before I came in, and I had a similar similar thought. It doesn't sound all that all that appealing. Yeah. But the gameplay itself, I'm kind of interested in. It looks it looks like kind of kind of a neat, abstract kind of a game. Um, so yeah, I may I, I may pick this up. It's only 600 points. As it so happens, I have 700 sitting, doing nothing. So this might be the way I spend it. Hmm. Next up. Manic Monkey Mayhem from the Code Monkeys for 800 points. This looks like a it's so it's, you throw bananas at other monkeys. It's sort of a multiplayer um, party game. It looks it pretty awful. Should let you throw poop at other monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe on maybe in the unrated version. Uh, 
Yeah, this looks really awful. Like, of all the games I looked at between DSi and WiiWare for this week's show, it looked like clearly the worst one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, I didn't really see you do a whole lot aside from, like, throw bananas at monkeys in the distance. It looked pretty, pretty bad, so I'm not going to talk about it too much more than I that. guarantee if they had replaced bananas with poop, they would have sold about five <laughs> times as many copies. <laughs> Just saying. You're probably right. They could change their name to the the the, the poop monkeys limited. That might also help their sales. <laughs> uh, Viral survival is the next game up from Nis America NIS. It's 500 points and basically like this kind of this kind of looked like a a classic game of of worm or snake or however you want to say it because you're you're basically moving a an avatar around the screen, picking up more collectibles to make your tail longer. But you didn't die oh. from running into your tail, so I'm not exactly sure oh. what the what the what the point is. Um, there must be some other goal other than not run into your own, to your own tail. That's kind of what it looked like, though. But it looked like like a collectathon. You you have, you have a square arena or some kind of an arena, and you're collecting things and avoiding other things. It looked pretty fast paced. The the visuals looked pretty decent uh, for a 500 point game. So that actually looked kind of kind of intriguing. Well, it's um, intriguing to me that that. NIS, which is Nippon Ichi Software of America, it's interesting to me that they're publishing on WiiWare now because they're the people behind um, Disgaea, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they maybe publish Odin Sphere. No, um, no, no, that was VanillaWare. No, Atlas well, published it, and yeah, VanillaWare okay. uh, developed it. Okay, but yeah, NIS they did uh, the Badman. They've done some PSP games. They did the the one with the penguin, whatever that's called. Um, but yeah, they, they publish like a lot of really niche Japanese style games in America. And so far, I think the only thing they published on Nintendo platforms is Disgaea for DS, which I've yeah. never heard very much about. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. They're doing WiiWare. Maybe there's more to come on that. Could be, I mean, that could turn out well, but I don't yeah, know anything okay. about this particular game. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's actually pretty interesting. I hadn't heard mo- most of that, so that's cool. Um, the next game up is Ben 10 Alien Force, The Rise of Hex. This is 1,000 points from Konami. Uh, it looks like sort of a pretty standard 2D side-scrolling action kind of game. Um, you, didn't you play one of the Ben 10 games for review, Zach? Yeah, I did. It was I don't okay. know if this is anything like it or not, but it's based off like a Nickelodeon property or maybe a, maybe a Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network property. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It looked like a pretty standard side-scrolling action game, but it's got Konami behind it, and Konami's made pretty good versions of uh, side-scrolling action games before, so <laughs> it might be all right. It's just it's licensed on WiiWare. That's yeah, kind that's, of interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Voodoo Dice is the next game up. This is from Ubisoft, and this game actually looked pretty cool. It's sort of like sort of a like 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 a puzzle game. You have a you have a grid, and you're controlling a dice that rolls around on the grid, and the the grid is sort of broken into various paths, and in order to get to get through the paths, you have to get through other dice that are just stationary, sitting there with with a number up top. And as you roll around the playing field, you have to get next to the uh, the obstacle dice with the same number on the top of your dice as it has. So basically, it's sort of a sort of a positioning game. You have to maneuver mm. your 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 character just right so that when you get next to the the obstacle the right number is showing on the top of your dice. Mm. And it's had sort of a... It's called Voodoo Dice. It's got sort of a tropical, maybe sort of a... I don't know, mystical theme. 
Um, the graphics looked pretty decent. For a, for a thousand points, a puzzle game had better have pretty good visuals, and this one Whoa. actually did look look pretty good. Um, so I, I may actually check this game out later. I mean, it's a puzzle game, so it's not going to go anywhere. When I'm craving a puzzle game, I'll pick it up. Uh, there, there, there may be some action element to it. I couldn't really tell from the trailer, but you are sort of rolling a little guy around in real time, so it's possible they may throw some uh, sort of real-time action elements into the later levels. Cool. Uh, and then, last up, we have Robocalypse Beaver Defense Ooh. for 600 points from uh, Vogster Entertainment. Nice uh, beaver! Yeah, I don't know anything about this game, but I have to believe, based on the title, it's a tower defense game. It is, uh, but it's it, I know it's sort of based on a DS game that came out last year called Robocalypse, and um, I heard very good things about it. Very good. Huh. And I know at the time they said that they were going to make a WiiWare version. Um, I don't know hmm. how different it is from the DS game, but the DS game got really good reviews, and, you know... There are, at this point, there are quite a few tower defense games on DS, but Robocalypse got pretty, I don't know. It, it sounded good. I haven't played it. They should have put a demo up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been any other demos of any WiiWare games since like that little experiment they did last year. I'm in a DS demo. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. Right, right, right. But that too. That too, that too yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> that's all that we were we got for the last couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and move on to DSiWare, which I saved for last because that's clearly where they're putting their effort. It seems like there's more <laughs> DSiWare games than anything else on the service lately. They're they're shoving them out the door pretty quickly. It seems. First up is Metal Torrent, which is published by Nintendo. Not sure exactly who developed it, but 500 points. It's a pretty uh, it's a pretty standard looking shoot 'em up, uh, a vertical scrolling shoot 'em up. It looks like it has pretty impressive visuals. Yeah. Uh, it looked kind of like Ikaruga, but I don't think it had any of the same like absorbing alternate color fire elements that Ikaruga had. But the the, the visual style kind of reminded me of Ikaruga, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you're look, if you're looking for a shoot 'em up on DSiWare, this might be a good one to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure you'll have your 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 choice because it seems like. A lot of. I'm not sure about DSiWare. I know. I know on WiiWare there's a ton of shoot 'em ups. Oh, no, no, I'm not so sure about. DS, not so sure about uh, DSiWare. Virtual console, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say there aren't sure. that many on WiiWare specifically, but certainly on Virtual Console, it's yeah, you can't get enough. But as far as DSiWare, there aren't that many. So um, this one looked good. Like I just yeah. based on the trailer alone. Like if I was in, if I was having a craving for that kind of game, which is a rare craving for me at least, uh, <laughs> I might actually go with this one. It looks pretty nice. Yeah, and it's published by Nintendo for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Club <laughs> Nintendo uh, points. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is World World Poker Tour Texas Hold'em. It's the, the official World Poker Tour uh, licensed Texas Hold'em game for what that's worth. Uh, it's from Hands On Mobile, 500 points. Uh, I don't know if there's any other Texas Hold'em games out for DSiWare, but I've got to believe there is. Yeah, I think so. I think there's probably several, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're in the market for a Texas Hold'em game, have fun. Apparently, um, I guess a lot of people are. They keep making them. They yeah. keep making them, yeah. This and this Solitaire and Sudoku. Uh, <laughs> Hold'em's a good game, I gotta say. Yeah, Hold'em's a lot of fun. I actually had a World Poker Championship for DS once upon a time. A long time ago, hmm. it's one of those games I got when I shortly after I got my DS because I wanted something to play on it. But see, still, maybe it was, it was kind of fun. This might be a tangent for you guys, so stop me if you don't care. But I I feel that poker as a game 
is only fun if number one you're playing against other people because it's a social game. Sure, that's true. Yeah. And, and number two, if there's money on the line, because <laughs> as as a game, I don't think it's that much fun on its own merits. But when you raise the stakes by involving money, especially with bets against other people, then it's a lot more interesting. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've played video poker at at a casino, and it's tolerable because of the stakes involved but it still doesn't have that social aspect and when you put it on a console or a handheld or a damn cell phone and you don't have either of those things i don't get the appeal i really I don't it's, it's, it's practice more than anything else it it allows you to get better at i don't know reading what kinds of hands you want to play which kind of hands you don't uh, i i feel like no, it's one I... step above deal or no deal for ds <laughs> <laughs> This you know. may be even a further tangent than your tangent, but I actually find the deal or no deal arcade game for tickets quite quite entertaining. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, okay, it, it you've got to... stakes there. But yeah, once again, you've got stakes there. I yeah. no, I totally agree. Like I'm I'm I like poker, but I don't play with with people very often. And when I do, I love it. I get a real kick out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally the, agree. I, th- I think you DSI are you are very can't much correct. Read your sir. poker face. <laughs> don't, <laughs> it, oh, actually. Don't. You know, there's a there's a camera on the damn thing. There is so a camera on the thing. A, real, a more realistic poker simulation, maybe they could require <laughs> the camera be on. It's like chat roulette on DSI. <laughs> oh, okay, now we're talking. Now oh, we're God. talking. That's, that's <laughs> we just designed a much any... more interesting game than Texas yeah. Hold'em for DSI. <laughs> that's where. too many points at any price. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Real Crimes Jack the Ripper from Virtual Playground. This one's 800 points. It's sort of a, it's sort of just kind of like a scan the environment for clues kind of a game. It's a mm. real like it's like kind of almost like a like a mix between a puzzle game and an adventure game because basically you're just looking at a picture trying to find things to click on to so it's to add to your inventory. Phoenix Wright games without the good stuff. Kind of like Mist without all of the uh, the puzzle solving. I think to be honest. Uh, but it's based off of the actual Jack the Ripper case, so there's a little bit of history involved there. Um, the graphics looked pretty decent. Uh, for 800 points on a DSiWare game, honestly, they'd better. Well, it's a pixel uh, hunt, so the graphics have to be decent or it's unplayable. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a fair point as well. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in a in a picture-hunting history lesson, have fun. <laughs> um, next up is Advanced Circuits from BIP Media. What? 200 points. <laughs> this game this game looks pretty awful. Uh, it looks kind of like Does it teach you circuits of, though? Cuz I could I, don't, I need I think that. It's more I, like, uh, I think it's more like that kind of gameplay where you have um, the like the pipe dream sort of gameplay where you have uh, to like just complete a path right. through a maze in the in the correct amount of time oh. using preset pieces that's that's kind of how bioshock. i interpret this gameplay yeah yeah it's like hacking in bioshock um it looks really awful the it, it was it had a very juvenile sort of art style um i don't know next up is escape this is a q games game if i'm not mistaken that's published by nintendo for 800 points this one actually looks really interesting it's sort of mm-hmm. um sort of a first person tank radar sort of thing some some parts of it look kind of fast paced or going through a tunnel and you're firing off at obstacles in the distance it's, but it's got a real sort of um almost like a vectrex kind of style to it yeah battle like zone. vector game kind of style yeah mm. battle zone thanks uh, or the original really star cool. fox yeah that that too 
Um, it actually, like, some of that, some of the, the levels kind of reminded me of an old arcade game I used to like called T-Mech. Um, I don't think it plays anything like it, but this is sort of like an outdoor arena with a whole bunch of, whole bunch of, like, tanks firing at each other. Um, looked really cool. I, I, I think this game could actually be a lot of fun for those of you with, with DSIs out there. I don't know if it's multiplayer or not. I didn't, I didn't check to see if it was multiplayer, but I kind of get the impression maybe it could be, but I don't know. Sort of like two players in a in a battle zone kind of arena fighting each other. That'd be kind of neat. There can be only one. There can be only one. <laughs> Next up is Hero of Sparta for 800 points. This one's from Gameloft. Uh, it's basically it, it it started as a God of War clone on the yeah. iPhone. Now it's now a it's low res everything. version. Now it's a low res version of a God of War clone on the DSi. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I the trailer doesn't doesn't make it look awesome. But if you are craving God of War style gameplay on a handheld. This will probably get the job done for the time being. Or, or you could go just buy the God of War game on PSP. That's another fantastic way to achieve that <laughs> that exact gameplay experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hero of Sparta. Gameloft seems to have a lot of games already out on iPhone. They're bringing them slowly one by one over to the DSi <laughs> service. So, yeah, fantastic. Next up is a topsy turvy life. The turvies strike back for 200 points from Tecmo uh, Koei. Koei, I never know how to pronounce that. Yeah, something. Uh, Tecmo Koei. This game is actually pretty interesting. They they, they released a sort of a maybe like a, a variation on it a couple weeks back called a topsy turvy life. Um, topsy turvy. I don't know. Maybe it was just called a topsy turvy life. But basically, the idea was you you turn your DS upside down. And you draw things on the top screen right, to yeah. fall to the bottom screen. And the, mm. the, the, this particular game, actually, it's a, it's a vertical shooter, but instead of controlling the, the, the good guy, you control the bad guys. And basically, you just drop ships on the top screen to fire down below at the, the computer-controlled um, hero of the game, so to speak. Which is actually kind of a really interesting twist on on the, on the shmup, and the really cool thing is you can actually do a two-player mode on one DS, where one player uses the controls upside down to control the 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 hero on the bottom screen, and then the other player drops the ships above it's, on the touchscreen. It's a shmud. It's a. <laughs> it looks really cool. Like I I gotta I gotta admit, like if I had someone interested in playing a DS upside down near me and I had the game, I would totally make them play it. Um, I'm not sure exactly how practical it is, but I've, well, how practical is photo dojo? I mean, that's a fair point. Um, (laughs) photo dojo is excellent, is excellent in, uh, in kind of drunken hotel room after the wedding parties. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, the production value on Turvy Strike Back looks pretty low, so I think that explains the 200-point price. Um, so it's kind of a cool idea with sort of a budget production on it, but if you're interested in checking out something a little different on uh, on DSiWare, this might, this might suit your needs. Uh, the last game up for release is, of course, a Sudoku game. Telegraph, Sudoku, and Kuroku, uh, which is sort of the, the number-based version of Sudoku. You add up numbers to fill in a grid. It's just Sonic. Oh, is, is that 3D. what Sudoku's about? <laughs> no, that's Kuroku. It's the the Japanese friend of Sudoku, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 
It's look, it's it's the seventeen thousandth Sudoku game to hit DSIware. If you haven't already bought one, it's because you just got a DSI. So maybe maybe get this one, or, or maybe, maybe you realize that Sudoku is not a good video game. You know, you can also buy Sudoku at the store for like a dollar. Brain Age has a fantastic Sudoku already in it. So yep, if you already does. have Brain Age, and most people have at some point owned Brain Age, then then just play it there or get Picross. Picross is so much better. I've been telling people for years not to buy Sudoku video games because you can go to a gas station and buy a $5 book with 100 puzzles in it. That is a much better value, and you can, you know, it's real paper. Uh, It's just, it's better. (laughs) Kids today don't know what paper is. Yes, the DS is good for a lot of things. Sudoku is not one of them. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if if you want a grid-based puzzle, get Picross or Picross Mm -hmm. 3D. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're more money, but they're better games, so... Mm -hmm. That's all the downloads we got for this last couple of weeks. Not a fantastic lineup, but it's serviceable. Um, hopefully with E3 around the corner, they'll throw some heavy hitters at us like, oh, I don't know, Shantae. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of any other major DSiWare games on the horizon. Or I'm sorry, WiiWare games on the horizon. They'll have uh, Facebook sure. integration on your Wii. Oh, thank God. Nobody will care. That might actually happen. But oh, but yeah. it will happen. <laughs> And it you'll was, be uh, able to share the pictures you upload from your DSi to your Wii. Well, you don't need the times I was... You can already do that, though, I think. I know, you can on Facebook, but this will be a, a, another way to do it. One of the times I was on RFN some, like, five or six months ago, the idea was tossed out to have Nintendo outsource their entire network infrastructure to Facebook. Oh, yes, so, I like that idea. That would like be fantastic, that. and if they were to do that, I would probably shit myself, but I'm not going to hold my breath. That would be such a great idea, though. Seriously, it would it would absolve them of all of the, the legal problems that they fear with online communication because they just let someone else take the heat for it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be so awesome. Anyway, uh... Last up this week, we have our retail releases. There's not much to talk about. We basically have two games on the list. Um, the first up is Dawn of Heroes, which is sort of a... I'm not sure if it's a strategy RPG or a regular RPG, but it's sort of a classic medieval-based um, RPG. Uh, I'm sure James will be reviewing it. Um, and I'll be pressing skip on RFM. <laughs> The other game for release this week is Tetris Party Deluxe. It's from Hudson, but I'm fairly certain it's got a pretty heavy handprint from Nintendo on it, especially with the Mii integration, which I assume is only on the, the Wii version. But, mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of already curious. in I mean, uh, the WiiWare version as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm oh, ca- yeah. very curious to see exactly how this one differs from the one already released on WiiWare. I believe I'm signed up for the review, so maybe I will find out myself shortly here in the future. Yeah, the WiiWare um, version is pretty full-featured already. For yeah, 12 I think it's $12, 1,200 points. So yeah. I don't really see what they could add to a disc version that would make it worth spending 30 bucks on. I think this is probably more to cater to people who don't know how to hook up their Wii to the I'm internet. I'm sure it is, yeah. Well, I'm... I'm what, what makes this interesting to me is that they already have a DS game on, on, or a Tetris game on DS, and they've they've let it lapse. I don't think the game yeah. is being published no, it's anymore. Not. It, it had a short run, which is really I mean, sad because I'd buy it the second I saw it in the store. I'd buy that game. It's a fantastic Tetris game. Like I never liked it. Better. You never you really? didn't like it. No. Really? I owned it and traded it back into GameStop. 
Tetris wow. DS. Yeah. You know, I know. What was the? What was the I, I wish I kept beef? it so I could sell it on eBay. But <laughs> you know, no, no Tetris game has tickled my Tetris bone the way the old NES game did with the bubble blocks. Yeah, the Tetris DS. There was something about it that. I don't know. It was almost, and actually, I feel this way about Tetris Party as well, which I have on WiiWare. It's just Tetris. Like I know what it is, but Tetris is not a game I want to go back to all the time. I mean, mm. it's a game that if you threw it, in, if you threw a controller in my hands and said, "Here, play Tetris," I could probably sit down for an hour and play Tetris. But you know, in my DS or my you know on my SD card channel, I've got so many other games that I could be playing. Yeah. And sure. Tetris is just not it's just not something I'm gonna jump into at random like that. I don't know. I just don't I mean I love Tetris, but I don't have that much affinity for it. Is so, it a good I don't party know. game? Uh, Tetris I Party? I, it's just yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean it has a title, but is it well it has a lot of party features, but are you really gonna have a party and say, Hey, who wants to play Tetris? Like I guess my thing with Tetris is like it kinda reminds me of New Mario Wii in that Anyone can pick up and play it. Like it doesn't require any real like barrier. There's no barrier of entry with Tetris because everyone's mm. played it before. So I think that's one of the ways it does succeed as a party game, is that you can put a controller in anyone's hand and say play Tetris, and they know exactly what to do. The problem is they throw like items and stuff in there, which is kind of neat, but also means that anybody who's played Tetris before doesn't immediately know what what's going on. With I think that. you and, like, can even... turn those off. Even like the the hold mechanism, like trying to explain to people that they can hold a Tetris piece for later oh, seems yeah. to be a, a fairly daunting task for like most people who have just played like on the original Game Boy or whatever. But, I, well, but. I know Tetris Party on WiiWare has pretty good options for turning features on and mm -hmm. off. Sure, I actually thought the Tetris DS for the DS, t Tetris DS for the DS. <laughs> I thought Tetris DS was actually a really well made Tetris game. Like yeah, you're right. It's it is Tetris it, and nothing more. It it um, well, I mean it's well put together. I think, you know, some of the wacky modes that they tried to create for it aren't that much fun to play. No, I um, agree. I appreciate that they're trying to do something new, but really I, I guess what I would prefer is instead of a thirty dollar Tetris game with a lot of new features, I'd rather have like a one dollar Tetris game that I can just play. When I load. when keep when on, the rare occasion happens that I feel like playing Tetris, I'd rather have sure. a cheap version of it that's accessible. So sure, that's understandable. I uh, I guess yeah. My my only my only question with this game is why did they make a game, let it sort of fall out of fall into obscurity, and then just make another one? Like I, I understand that they kind of like made the WiiWare version and now they're porting it to to Wii and DS retail, but two years it just later. seems. It seems weird that they would make the game. I mean, you know how these long tail games work for for DS. I mean, Mario Kart, New Mario Wii. These are all really old games that continue to sell. So why do they make Tetris and then forget about it? Yeah, that's always yeah. confused me. And now they're just gonna, I guess, fix the problem by making another version of it, which seems bizarre. I don't know. It kind of makes Tetris DS sort of a a relic, I guess. But it's a relic that I have, so I'll treasure it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a bizarre turn of events, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it's coming out, and I guess I'll get to figure out how it stacks up to uh, Tetris DS here fairly shortly, because I think I'm on the review. I guess so you anyway, will. that's all the releases. Dawn of Heroes and Tetris Party Deluxe. So if that strikes your strikes your fancy, then you are having a great week. My guess is it doesn't, because it's sort of a weak lineup. But with E3 around the corner, like I said earlier, hopefully we'll see some, some new cool stuff coming out shortly. I know... Um, 
Lego Harry Potter is coming out in June, so I will be uh, I think playing that for review as well. Sin and Punishment that could actually 2. Be. Sin and Punishment 2, of course. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's coming out later this month. Um, so yeah, there's there's there is some stuff coming out. I don't know how exciting it is, but um, we're still sort of a good few months away from the the fall, which usually brings a couple of a couple of, of good games and Madden season, so to speak. Um, but, is it Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods a summer game? Yeah, I was thinking it is. Yeah, it's I think Tiger it's Woods usually July or August. Too. Well, I think sure. it's usually July. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this Tiger year is going to be called Tiger Woods Repentance Edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, that's all we got for you this week on NWR Newscast. Um, hopefully. I'm not sure if this is a shorter episode or not. It was supposed to be, but uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. You can always follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com/nwrnewscast. Email us at nwr or I'm sorry, email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, we had someone say that the their email was bouncing, but we've tested it and it seems to be working fine internally. So if you're still having problems emailing us, uh, feel free to post in the talkback thread and and check your sure. spelling. Yeah, check your spelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got. So uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in to the episode this week, and uh, we'll see you at E3. Woo! Oh, thanks, thanks for, for having me, by, Johnny. Yep. yep. All right. Yeah, good thanks time. for coming. All right. Night, everyone. Bye. I'm recording again. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's fine. Should I restart? No, that's fine. I can I can clip it. Okay. Okay. Are we Let's gonna go clap? ahead and do this? Yeah, I'll clap. Cl- clap on zero. Okay. Three, two, one, zero. Sorry, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I I said zero. I got distracted. My, this my is like Wayne's World. Up. You know, you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. The two and the one are silent. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I just made a stinger. All right. Three, two. One.